Hey guys, it's Pastor Scott. I want to thank you for sharing these moments together. I always pray that something said will fortify, strengthen, encourage, and equip us to become everything we were created to be. I hope that you've enjoyed the first two parts of my conversation with Pastor Mark Workman. He's senior pastor at Cornerstone Church here in Wilkesboro, North Carolina. And I'm excited to bring you the conclusion, the part three of my conversation. I hope that it's been a blessing to you. And I would ask if you would, if you would share this with other people. We're trying to do everything that we can do to not only build our audience, but to get this message and make it available to any and all who are open and receptive to the truth. Jesus said it's the truth. It's the truth that you know that will set you free. And my prayer is that each and every one of us will remain free and free indeed. Amen? Amen. Let's join the conversation, and I pray that you are blessed by this time with Pastor Mark Workman. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no such thing. Um, let me change gears really quickly here. And, uh, sure. Obviously, no one wants to see people hurt. No one wants to see businesses destroyed and no. communities uh, communities destroyed. Um, well aware that there are people now because of um, what happened to George Floyd, Ahmaud Marbury, and even others. Uh, very aware that that you know you you take people and you basically you know told them to go to their room for two <clears throat> months. Right. So there's a whole lot of buildup, and some of these things that have happened, um, obviously they are emotional triggers. Um, it's like having an argument with somebody, and you know you don't even know what you said, but you stepped on something. Sure. Um, like you said about grief, it just unleashed everything. Sure. Um, I I know I know we have some great people in law enforcement. Uh, we have some upstanding, if not outstanding. Um, law enforcers who, who serve and who give their lives. Um, but, but we're seeing, we're seeing too many use the streets, you know, to basically, you know, try them, convict them, and even as we've seen lately, even execute, you know, sentence them, you know, on, on the sidewalk. Um, how, do, how do we address these issues? Uh, going forward as pastors, as, as leaders, um, as people who do understand that, you know, Jesus wasn't either. He was neither. Um, right. he, was, he was the best of all. He was another brand, if you will. Um, you know, I've said before, if you look at his teachings on economics, you would think that he's a conservative. If you look at the way, as you said a minute ago, the way he deals with people, you would think he was a liberal. He's not either or. He's neither. He's above mm, it all. Exactly. Um, but I do think that we have a responsibility to get out in front of this. Um, what, what can we do? What can we do as leaders to begin to give the silenced um, a, a proper voice and a voice that they can see sure. tangible results from. Well, I think it, I think if, if you haven't, and for, for those and for us who are, uh, a, a, a multi-ethnic church, mm -hmm. uh, I know you are, I yeah. am, and, uh, and that's our core. That's where we come from. It's always been a part of us. Uh, 
my kids, my grandkids, uh, they don't know any different. Right. Uh, they don't know skin color. There's uh, our house has always been a flow of multiple individuals flowing into it. So it's become a way of life. Uh, we've always said across the pulpit that racism is nothing but a demonic uh, 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 force from hell. Uh, I believe that racism is a sin, period, ended. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it should be declared from the pulpit. I think it should be a part of uh, our message uh, to our people. Uh, I think it should be uh, declared from our mouth and and again it should be lived out I, I don't think this is a time to be silent uh, there are so many issues that we need to be verbalizing about mm -hmm. uh, but I think that we live in a time to where that pastors have been uh, terrified uh, you know, uh, be careful about speaking about abortion. Be be careful about speaking about racism. Be careful about how loud you are about this candidate or that candidate. Uh, I think it. Uh, we live in a time to where uh, we don't know. Well, how far do I go here? How far do I take this subject? What do I say? How do I stay in the bounds of safety? And I think it comes down to it as far as where I stand. I believe you have to come down to uh, the laws of the kingdom and the Beatitudes, the heart of Christ. And, and there was, there is, number one is, is that there is no bias. There is no difference in the kingdom. There is neither Jew nor Greek, bond or free, but we are all one to Christ Jesus. Absolutely. Uh, in the kingdom, there is no difference. Right. Uh, there is no difference between male and female. Uh, there is no male ministers and female ministers. There's no difference between color. There is no difference because once you are born into the kingdom, everything else is washed away. Uh, the, but but the problem is is that we come with that baggage into the church, mm -hmm. and then pastors, uh, especially a multi-ethnic, when you have uh, multi-generational people who are sitting in your congregation, and you know you you want to be careful about what you say. But I think you have to speak with boldness, yeah. not with boldness to to denigrate. Uh, to dehumanize individuals mm -hmm. uh, because uh, a lot of these people, like this this policeman who who killed this young man, uh, that man's soul sick. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not something that happened that day. Yeah, that was a part of somebody. And if it's ever if it's ever revealed, we'll see a man who was filled with rejection and hatred towards himself, mm -hmm. uh, filled with bias, filled with pain, because a man who would do that to another man in that position, that man's filled with pain. And I came from a background, a very violent background, and I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that in that background, uh, you inflict pain on other people because you're in great pain. Absolutely, yeah. And so this man had to be an enormous pain and so we see the picture of this man's face that it seems like, hey, this is just business, it's no big deal. But our world does not understand. And there needs to be that understanding that, look, the only way that we're going to be able to heal this is by being activists, activists of love and of the doctrines and the ministry of Jesus Christ. I think mm -hmm. it's the only way that we can heal it. I think we have to be active in our church. I think we need discussions. I think we have to go further than just protest. I think that we have to have some legitimate conversations that are not just bypassing, but 
But hearing the voice of our brother saying, you know, hey, you don't see it, but here is racism in the church. Yeah. Here is where, you know, I am, I feel less, that I, I don't feel a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think in, until we learn to listen, until we learn to hear uh, what our brothers and sisters are saying, uh, I, I don't think that we're going to be one. And I don't know how we're going to make up for decades and decades of abuse in society. Now, some of the stuff that's going on right now has nothing to do with racism. It has to do with a lack of a moral compass. Mm -hmm. And that has nothing to do with blackness or whiteness. That's just a lack of a moral compass. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, uh, but again, uh, what you're seeing, and and, uh, Dr. King said it, Uh, What you are seeing happening right now is the result of people who feel like they're not being heard. Right. And that's what you're seeing right now. And if they're not, that's one of the things that really gripped me because um, I have said this before, you know, absence, silence, um, it's an invitation to chaos. Sure. And if we don't say something, um, and and I'm not talking about just something, you know, uh, contrived or you know, trite little statement or whatever, but I mean, I think we need to be bold. I think that, um, I think that we as pastors, and you said it a minute ago, I think that we need to get out in front and be honest with the fact that racism isn't a moral issue. It's, it's a, it's, it's demonic. It's demonic at its core and spiritual things are spiritually discerned. And if we don't go after that at the core, um, I've even thought about and I would be glad to host it. I don't know if you would be willing to host it. That'd be great. I would love to do a community type of a forum. Definitely. You know, one evening to where we just have, you know, business leaders, other pastors. I would love for city councilmen to come. Right. And, you know, look, let's create a safe place to say some unsafe things. But our goal is not to be, you know, our goal is not to just be heard. Our goal is not to just talk. Our goal is to listen. And our goal is to really hear. And what can, what can we do so that we just don't throw bits of anger and frustration into the atmosphere? What can we do to mobilize? What can we do to strategize? What well, can we do? I don't think people can relate. I think people look at it and they say, oh, I could never be like it or done that. But look, you know, there's, there's, there's politicians and there's policemen. In fact, uh, domestic violence is 50% uh, higher in, in in law enforcement families than it is on families that are not law enforcement. Mm. And I think that what we don't understand is that, that well, you wouldn't do that. But what about that white couple who is affluent and who has had all the benefits of society that when they get into a fight and they lose control and he beats his wife and they tear up the house and they destroy everything, how is that any different? than these individuals who are losing control out here. Right. That, that's, yeah. that's pain speaking. Yes. You know, is, is it right? No. And, and to try to reason with people in that state is virtually impossible. It's like trying to reason with a drunk man. Yeah. You know, sure. you're drunk with anger. You're drunk with, with venomous hatred towards. And here is what I'm going to say, being able to take those things. People look at it and they think that's just so terrible. But... And I'm not justifying it. I'm just trying to tell you that you have to, you have to, to to be understood. You have to understand. Right. Yeah. 
And so if you want, if, if we want understanding, we're going to have to look and we're going to have to be empathetic towards that other, other people. And like you said, I think it's only going to come through the fact of forms to be able to have knowledge and to begin to understand. Can, how, why can that be? Well, like somebody said, we can't save the world, but we can save today. Sure. If we could just gather together and we could listen, really listen and understand. And I think that's the beginning of it. Yeah. I, that, that's, Pastor Mark, that's, that's really one of the things, the impetus for even me doing this with other local pastors, you know, well, what difference is it going to make in the world? I don't know, but it can make a difference here. Um, that was always Dr. King's heart anyways. Yeah. And, you know, I know you're familiar with the story, but, um, you know, when the Philistines come in to take the harvest and come in every time to take the harvest and mm -hmm. that one year where Shema just stood up and stood his ground, mm -hmm. um, basically that's what I have felt in my heart. It's not, you know, the wrath of man doesn't accomplish the righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. We know that, but I think there is something to say, look, this may not be much, but it's ours. Right. And the minute you begin to take ownership of something, the minute you begin to protect it, its value increases. And when its value increases, then your sense of loyalty to it and protection of it. Um, and, and I think that this is just a start. I really do. I know that a lot of differences, whether it be racial differences, whether it be denominational differences, they're, they're, you know, they're systemic and they're rooted in centuries of, of difference. But that doesn't mean that we can't begin to turn the tide. Right. Um, and, and I believe even now, I, I, God's actually given us a head start by slowing everything down to the point that we can reset, that we can reboot a little bit, that, that we can break the monotony of some of the things that we were doing because that's just the way we always did it. Right. Um, but before we go, this has been great. Thank you. And, and for those of you that are listening, I know you have been blessed by this. Thank you very much. Um, and we're going to do more. Um, I promise we are because I, I do think that we have something not only to say, but I think that we have something worth hearing. Um, before we go, um, some of these differences, um, are they fixable? Are they fixable? Is it is it something that can be fixed or is it something that just needs to be sort of, you know, look, let's just fold that up, put it away. Let's do something. How much of this is an old wineskin that we need to just, hey, let's just start new? Or is some of this fixable? I know that Jesus wasn't a politician per se, uh, but can we have a, you know, a voice in our government? Can we, can we, I know we can elect the right people. You know, you've got to vote for somebody and you've got to vote, you know, so. In that context, yes, yeah. I think that's where, uh, of course, we begin in that light is that everybody needs to vote. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where your power lies. Right. And uh, even though a lot of people think that it's not, but that is where your power lies is in the voting. I think part of it too is that, that uh, it is, it is voices on the other side. The one thing I have seen that I've never seen before in all of this rioting is the voices of reason that I keep seeing in the midst of the chaos. Mm -hmm. That has been one of the biggest things I've noticed is that these individuals that have raised out of the crowd of hatred and rioting, there's these faceless voices that rise up and say, look, you know, the, the violence and, and rioting and looting is not going to resolve this. Let's stay peaceful in it.
Mm-hmm. And that has been from the black community. That has yeah. been from them. I'm looking at Floyd's family, you know, mm-hmm. that has stood and said, this is not the way. This is not what he was like. You know, you're not honoring yeah. people saying we're not honoring Dr. King's uh, uh, memory. But for a lot of young people, <laughs> they, they can't relate yeah. to that. They don't know the price that was paid. And, and don't, don't you think that some think that when you're saying, look, this is not the way to do it, let's be peaceful, they almost interpret that as, oh, uh, we, you know, is this something else that we've got to swallow right. and turn our cheek? No, blessed are the peacemakers. There's something proactive right. about peace. There's some, you know, we're not just saying stomach it, swallow it, go home, tuck your right. head, don't do it. No, this is a time to be heard, but don't let the destruction um cause you to lose places in the discussions. And and it's not going to happen too is is before in the past people have come along and they've thrown money. Right. You know, they've thrown gifts. Well, let's 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 give free things. Let's mm-hmm. let's give all this and that's going to make it better. Well, that's not going to make anything better. No. Uh, what's going to make it better is that they don't even know really the real reason of why they're angry. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't really know the real they can say this, they can see that. But again, but you're talking about, you're talking about going back, uh, as somebody said, it's going back. It's it's the family, mm-hmm. it, it's the church, it, it's government, uh, it's going back, and I think that's what God is saying. And I think it's going back to the simplest thing I said a little bit ago. It's about creating community. Mm-hmm. It's about creating families and then neighborhoods that are one together, that right. are, are saying, hey, look, it, we're not alone here. we got to quit ignoring who's living beside us here, and we've got to begin to reach out to people on our left and our right, and we've got to listen and hear what's going on. Sure, It's Absolutely. easy yeah. to make, it's easy to have an opinion about things as we're looking, and the media is giving us this impression, and then you have a newscaster saying, well, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Yeah, you know, no, I don't think so. Uh, what I, I I'm hearing is that is that the way that we fix it is in the grassroots of I know this that in especially in dealing with in mental health that all of this is going to hit a peak, mm-hmm. and then it's going to peak and then it's going to begin to come down. But we have to go back to the curve, right? And we have That's to find right. out what is happening back here that is creating the behavior. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't find out what is creating the behavior, you can't modify it. Right, and it's uh, gonna continue to cycle. Exactly, right. it will always continue to yeah. cycle. Right. And so, you know, and I think that it goes back, a lot of people don't realize, but but having jobs and people going back and, and people getting education and changing it and going back into the urban areas and, and changing it, it's not gonna be just about giving people free housing or free food or free clothes or things of that mm-hmm. nature. That's not gonna change anybody. But we've got to find out from that grassroots of where can we begin. Right. And first of all, we have to say, where are we going to begin here in Wilkes County? Exactly. Now, one of the things that's happening this weekend, Pastor, is that we're having at 3 o'clock down at the courthouse, we are having a community meeting with several churches Mm -hmm. that are gathering together for prayer, black and white, that are going to be praying together and uh, uh, speaking over our community. So that's happening this week in three o'clock awesome. Awesome. Uh, at yeah. the old courthouse in, in Wilkesboro. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be down there and praying 
And so there's already several churches that's going to be down there. So we'd like to invite as many people to come and to be a part of oh, it. Oh, sure. I think, yeah, that's that's an incredible thing. I didn't I didn't know about that, but I would love to be a part. Yep. yep. I would love to be a part of that. Um, this is this has been so good. Uh, I, I know that you guys have been encouraged. I know you've been strengthened, and that's that's part of my prayer. Um, before we sign off, um, Pastor Mark, if you would just pray uh, over us, pray over this time, pray that the right people hear it at the right time. Um, that would I think that would be an excellent way to uh, to fade on out of this. Well, Father, I thank you today that I know. People who are struggling with the questions, seemingly that they're unanswerable questions. But Lord, in you, there is all. It is our bowing of our knees and of our heads and of our hearts before you and saying, God, this is beyond us. It has always been that way, Father. No matter what I have faced in my life, it has always reached that pinnacle of it's beyond me. And it's me submitting my will, giving my will over to your will and allowing you to take control of my life. This is really what I believe that it's come to. Yes. That, Father, we need to let you take control. And, Father, I pray for those who are struggling with control, who are struggling with the unanswerable questions, knowing that, Father, in you, you are the all-sufficient one. You are the all-sufficient one, Father, that you are the one who is the full-breasted one. Yes. That, Father, that all can be satisfied within you. So I pray for those individuals that are hearing this broadcast, those who are lonely, those who are hurting, those who are grieving, those who are struggling, Father. Lord, I pray for them. I pray that, that they would know that all they have to do is reach out and you'll be there. Father, you'll be there for them. And as you were for me, and sometimes it doesn't seem like it, Father, but we reach out and you're there. And Father, that's what I want them to know today, that you are there for them. I speak peace and love and safety to the hearts and lives that are listening today. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. Amen, amen. Pastor Mark, thank you so thank much. Thank you, brother. Thank you for sharing your heart and giving us some incredible insight. Um, and I hope that this is the first of yes. many that we can do together. Um, for those of you that are our listeners, I want to thank you for, for sharing, as I said, sharing this time. Um, we don't pretend to have all the answers. Um, and as I've said before, nobody has it all together, but when we're together, we're closer to having access to all. And I, I encourage you and I want you to pray for us that, that God would give us not only wisdom in what to do, but that God would give us an open door of utterance that we might be seen as those who don't contribute to the problem, but are peacemakers, problem solvers. And that's what I want you to ask God to give you the strength and the wisdom to be wherever you are. Listen, thank you again. If you uh, want to follow Pastor Mark, I know that he would, he would be glad for you to do that. You can look him up on Facebook. 
You can look up Cornerstone Church in Wilkesboro, North Carolina uh, through their social media outlets. Mm -hmm. For those of you who continue to support this ministry, I want to thank you. You can reach out to us. Um, nc3wilkesboro.com you can reach out through our Facebook page Instagram page and if the Lord lays it on your heart for you to sow a love gift um, you can do do so very safely uh, either through PayPal or you can go to our website for that information but I want to thank you for your support I want to thank you for your strength and listen remember we're in this together because I do believe that together we can do all things with Christ as our strength Be blessed and have a great day.